Today's show is sponsored by The Didn't Night. The Didn't Night is a newly relaunched entertainment blog offering a diverse and inclusive look at what's happening in Din. For more info on The Didn't Night, go to thedinnight.com. the Cinema Bacon Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Ryan Pauly, and with me today is... Whitney Saroy. Roy Onyebator. And Chris Newby. And guys, uh, welcome back to another show. This is our second of the uh, second season of uh, Cinema Bacon. Uh, just want to thank all you guys that are joining us for first or second time. I know that we, we had a few new uh, listeners this last episode, which was really cool. Even some people that I, di- I didn't know, which is kind of cool for this podcast it's usually like <laughs> friends and family only you want to give uh, a shout out to one of those people um i don't remember their name my, some, some. my mother oh your mother's listening no. oh, okay. my, mom, my mom does not know how to work itunes <laughs> oh man well today's show we're going to be talking about um i think our favorite new show stranger things um it's a netflix original uh, i'm sure you guys have and if you're listening to this you've probably already seen it but uh, we're also going to be talking about what we've been watching, of course. Then we'll do some listener voicemails. And then we'll get right to the Stranger Things discussion. But uh, well, let's get let's get to what's really important: what we've been watching. What we've been watching. So, Whitney, what have you been watching this week? So, I think probably last week I caught up on Jane the Virgin. I finished the second season, and I can't wait to see what happens next. I did not think I was going to like that show, but it's really good. <laughs> it's so good. Alba's my favorite character, Abuela. Um, and this last week, I've been watching Frida Kahlo, the movie, with Selma Hayek about 20 minutes at a time, because <laughs> I, really, <laughs> I really need some inspiration. Do you want to tell them about um, your nightmare that you had after watching Frida? Ooh, what, what was it? Uh, oh yeah, I did. It was kind of a nightmare. I had this dream that I found these photos uh, of me from my whole life, and in all of these photos, I had a mustache, but no one had ever told me, and I didn't notice it about myself. And so I was really upset that I I didn't even see it in myself, and that no one else had commented on it either. But it was it was really it was getting pretty thick. Like it was it was looking like Ryan's mustache. <laughs> That, so. Thank you. We, that needs to be in our cinema bacon. It's just what new with a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the like new cover photo to the Facebook page. <laughs> you could pull it off. Mm. Be a sweet mustache. Thanks, guys. You would be beautiful with the mustache. Aww. Aww. Be like looking in a mirror. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <That's laughs> too stupid. That got weird. I got a little weird. Real, real, real quick. Uh. Okay. Yeah. So Frida inspires me to be tough and creative. Nice. So, yeah, that's about it. Good old Salma. What about you, Roy? What have you been watching? Yeah, I've, uh, since our last episode, watched probably three things. It's been really busy. But uh, I, too, have started season two of Jane the Virgin on Netflix, a show that, again, 
called Jane the Virgin. I really was not expecting it to be good. It's really great. It's funny. It has a lot of heart. Um, great narration. I wish the narrator was narrating our podcast yeah, right now. He, it's pretty incredible. Um, a character on its own. Uh, and that's been really great. And then uh, I got to watch uh, The Green Room. Uh, starring Patrick Stewart. How was that? Yeah. And the late I was Anton really Yelkin. Yeah. Um, Scary. Intense. I, admittedly, I was sort of distracted doing other things at the same time while watching it. It's actually surprisingly violent, uh, which I feel like I say that a lot. Like, that's surprisingly violent. Well, Maybe I shouldn't be surprised anymore. Did you see Blue Ruin? I did. And yeah. same guy. Because that was super violent, yeah. too. Ooh, maybe all his movies will have colors in the titles. Mm. Uh, but it's really good. Um Anton Yelkin, again, it's really sad, you know, his untimely death six weeks ago, seven weeks ago, um, and he was really great talent, and I actually saw another movie he was in last week, Star Trek Beyond, um, which he is a minor player in, <laughs> but I really enjoyed that movie. Admittedly, it was, it was more than uh, the second the one. The other one, yeah, yeah, <laughs> he had a lot more to do in this one. Uh, I really enjoyed the Star Trek reboot films. I've never been a Star Trek fan, and so it I'm. I really like the characters. I like the, the um, this version of those characters. I did not love this film as much as I loved the previous two. Uh, I really liked Into Darkness. I know that one wasn't a critical success, but I'm a I'm a Benedict Cumberbatch fan, and he was great. And I'm really impressed. I said his name without stumbling over really, it. Really, that was really so, good. Uh, yeah, that's what I've been Thanks watching. Benedict Cumberbund. <laughs> so that's what I've been watching. Chris, what do you got? Yeah, um, I've watched two things primarily um, recently. Uh, I watched The Fundamentals of Caring. Uh, it was this next. What did you think? It was. I really liked it. It was a really fun movie. Very Paul Ruddy, like with his like funny quips and the way that he reacts with things. And there's no way they wrote that character for any other oh, actor. Oh man, <laughs> especially the scene where in the where he's in the car talking about the Slim Jim. Like that was the only person that could have executed. The very, way he did. very. I love you, man. Oh, that man. scene. But it was that was a really fun, sweet movie. Um, but yeah, we watched that. It had him and then the kid from uh, he was in. Was he in the Submarine? Was that what he was originally yeah, in? Yeah, I forget his name. Yeah, he was in Submarine Welsh, and then Welsh guy. And then Selena Gomez was in, in it as well. But yeah, really shout fun. Out, shout out to the Metroplex, Selena Gomez. Hello. <laughs> come on the show, girl. So yeah, come on out. Let's be great. Cinema bacon. With the Selena most Gomez. followed person on Instagram of all time <laughs> now, apparently. So yeah, Selena that, Gomez. Yeah. It was good. She had a foul mouth in that movie, but it was really good. Um, and this, I really didn't mind her performance. It was, it was great. Well, for job. the character, yeah. And then the uh, second thing I've been watching is a show called Terrace House. Um, it is a Netflix show, and it is a. It's basically the Japanese real world. Um, <laughs> it's in in and I started watching it. Wait, uh, like reality shows? Yeah, series? it's a Japanese reality show, but like real world. <laughs> And I started watching it on a whim, on a whim. Like I was like, oh, this looks interesting. Let me start watching it. And so I started watching the first episode and then Leanne came home and for some reason I had finished four episodes (laughs) of the show. And it's like the most non-drama house. Like they're like introducing themselves very politely. Yes, very kindly. And then even like, they're like blow-ups. Yeah, it's very kind. They're so nice to each other, so... Chad Farmer, if you're listening, like tell us about how that works out with Terrace House. So it's really interesting because they have like their real world stuff, and then halfway through the show, 
there's a there's a panel of older people who are talking about what has happened within the show as well. So yeah, that's a Wait, recommend. Is that the show when it has like picture in picture like? No, it shows, no, it oh, like okay. shows the first half, and then they come in, and they're like comedians and like actors, and then they come in and talk about what happened, and then they do the second half of the show. So culturally, it's a really interesting show to watch because you're it's completely different from it's like it's not Americanized. So mm-hmm. just give it a shot. I'd recommend that one. It'd be fun. It's like the Great British Bake Off, but real reality. I yeah. literally was about to say, now, Chris, you haven't mentioned the Great British Bake Off yet. And <laughs> in a few episodes. It, it's on an off season right now, guys. It's coming back. Man, Don't I, worry. I would love to watch another. I've only seen that one season, but it was delightful. I want to watch it. It's it delightful. So it was delightful. It's so delightful. Your cake was fine. It was so, <laughs> so kind. It's like the Great, great British Bake Off, but for the real world. Okay, great. There you go. I saw that you watched uh, Wrath of Khan as well. Mm. You started it. At least I did. I got about it. thirty minutes in, and then my wife came home and she said, "Turn this off. This is terrible." And then <laughs> I, I stopped that watching movie. it. It was really good. I forgot how good it was. Actually, I've never seen it before, so I was like, "Let me give this a shot" because everybody quotes it. But and, you, yeah, and then my wife came home, no and it's, she was like, "This is two eighties for me." We got it's definitely it a, a, a slow movie. It's a slow burn. But it's the character the kind of interaction I love. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Kirstie Alley is, starts that movie. So I, I saw that you were like, why is she in this movie? <laughs> it's like that John Mulaney bit where it's like uh, where Dean Kane is on yeah. a lineup and is like, is that Kirstie Alley? Is that? Yeah, it is. It's her when she was like sixteen on uh, on SVU. Uh-huh. <laughs> is that Dean Kane? Uh, cool. Well, I've also um, been watching a Star Trek movie. I, I saw Star Trek Beyond as well. Actually, on my birthday with Whitney, we went down mm-hmm. to Alamo Draft House, which. I probably talk about every other episode because just the ultimate movie going experience for me. Come, I just come to Denton. Yeah, Alamo come sponsor. I know. Us, please. We love Why you. aren't you here we love yet? You, Alamo I'm sure some one of you guys are listening and ADH for life. Um, <laughs> yes, please come to Denton. Hashtag Alamo to Denton. Uh, <laughs> get it trending. Uh, yeah, get it trending. Cinema Bacon. Uh, do we have a name for Cinema Bacon listeners? Should we? Should we? Uh, you know, that would actually Sizzlers. probably be a good thing for people to Bacon call yeah, you, and offer. Yeah, and you can call in at 940-BACON-39. Uh, leave us uh, what you want to be called as a Cinema Bacon listener. Sizzlers. I like the that. Sizzlers. Oh <laughs> That was great, Whitney. Just frying up um, in the sweet movie pan. <laughs> losing, losing. losing it, losing it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I saw Star Trek Beyond as well, and I really, really enjoyed it. I, it's probably, uh, I mean, behind the first one. I liked it better than second, uh, for sure. I really enjoyed uh, that it was, they just went straight campy action mm-hmm. you know sci-fi yeah. movie did not stop um yeah and i thought you know justin lynn's addition to the i guess director's so it was lineup, classic justin lynn i mean yeah it was a ton of fun great character moments great um, music the music is, is always Wait, without so spoiling good. there's an, an incredible oh, yes I, I won't spoil but there's a moment in the third act that yeah. i could like i get goosebumps because it was <laughs> just too. it was yeah. so fun uh and it's definitely one of those moments. I mean, you could totally tell that it was taking its its cue from Gardens of the Galaxy, and the way it kind of used music there. At least I thought. Yeah. Um, but it was a just a lot of fun, a great summer uh, movie. I guess to end the summer. Uh, well, I guess we got Suicide Squad coming out here this week, uh, which maybe not as good of a way to end <laughs> summer. Um, but we'll see. I mean, but uh, yeah, really enjoy. I loved the way they used. Um, they used uh, the character Bones, uh, I thought, the best out of all three movies. 
Um, it was great to actually see him be friends with with Kirk and with and the Spock. Uh, and then, you know, you got your great Anton Yelkin, R.I.P. I, I didn't realize that, I mean, uh, Nimoy died, what, two years ago now? Mm-hmm. But they had just finished the second one, I think. Or it had just the second one was just released uh-huh. like months before that happened. So he, he got a big dedication yeah. in this film and so did Anton. Yeah. Uh, which was which Anton cool. died like a couple of weeks before. Yeah. So they, they clearly added that in at the yeah. end. Last For month. Anton. Yeah. Oh. But man, really enjoyed that. And then I've also been watching. Actually, uh, we we here at Maker Table we bought a uh, a Aaron Sorkin masterclass um, for screenwriting. Really cool. It's like a like I think there's like 30 lessons. Um, uh, it tells you to do it in like six weeks. It'll probably take me like 10 to 12. <laughs> but it's basically Aaron Sorkin going through tips on you know how to how to write uh, how to screenwrite and uh, some ping pong uh, dialogue. Uh, yeah, dialogue and story, and there's he has like literally you you can watch like workshops where he's uh, you know that's awesome panels of you know writers that he's giving advice to and stuff like that really cool. Uh, he gives you homework and everything. It's kind of like film school I never had, that's which cool. which is really cool. So I've been watching that a lot. Man, shout out to that. Uh, that's cool. Yeah, I know you're a huge Aaron Sorkin yeah, fan, Aaron Chris. Sorkin. Yeah, he does some good stuff. Walk mm-hmm. and talk. Walk yeah, walk and talk. Uh, but yeah, I think that that about wraps up uh, my what we've been watching. I guess I've watched a few Jane the Virgin episodes with you, but <laughs> sorry, I couldn't wait. I watched. I watched when I could. I just can't. Um, I watched. Good team good. Team Raphael. I don't know. It's no I idea. Know. Michael is the worst right man. Now. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's completely foreign to me. <laughs> it's like my wife's ugly Betty. <laughs> Which was again another show. Just so we're clear, watch. you're watching a Japanese version <laughs> listen, of listen. The this real is the world. same. The real world. This is the same grief y'all gave me when I talked about the Great British Bake Off, and then you started watching it. No, and but you that's were, in oh, English. It's still <laughs> as but, is Jane the Virgin. Um, they don't hate on that Japanese television. Don't you hate on it? It's so good. Racist. And I, and I, and I hate on. I, I hate on the Great British Bake Off, even though I've never seen it. I you're, will watch it. These scones are delightful. Yeah, that's what I imagine. You'll watch it, but guys, I'm telling you, recommend it. It's so fun. It's a delightful reality show. Okay, the biscuits biscuits are not cookies, though. Let's <laughs> let's get it straight. You're correct. <laughs> get it right, Brits. Although you did get it right with the meter system, the the metric system. It makes sense. <laughs> yeah. It's divisible by ten. I don't. Anyway, well, uh, I think that about wraps up this segment. We're gonna listen to. Um, listener voicemail now we've got a few um but i'm going to save a few for uh, that talked about strictly stranger things at the end but we got one that uh that talked about um something else so we thought i thought we'd uh listen to that and reply to it so this is uh gary from palatown oh hello there cinema bacon this is gary from palatown and i just wanted to call and say that my grandfather professor oak is a little disappointed in your categories performance you see, you left out Moltres, probably one of the most underrated Pokemon of all time. Not to mention Zapdos, not to mention Articuno, not to mention Scyther, because that guy, Roy, pronounced it Scyther, was a little disappointing because he gave you the Pokedex, and you can learn how to spell it if you were to read the Pokedex. So I just want to say, you guys are great, but maybe you should go study a Pokedex because you left out Clefairy, you left out Kangaskhan, you left out... Um, Dugong, you left out like Star You. You called out Star Me, but you did not get Star You. 
Can we talk about Victory Bell? Can we talk about Vile Tomb? May we please talk about Graveler, Gollum, Geodude, Oregon, who was giving little kids seizures on that episode? Guys, you guys are masters of cinema, but you are poker noobs. So I am Gary. I just want to let you know I'm the leader of the Elite Four, even though there's five of us now. I am just a little disappointed because you guys are so intelligent when you talk about the movies. But when you talk about the Pokemon, it's just sad. It is sad. So I will let you go. Jinx kisses you because she got them big old lips and she's saying goodbye. But this is Gary signing off, your arch nemesis from the first game. Thank you, Cinema Bacon, for your well, uh, that was Gary, really good. Gary something. from Palatown, uh, thank you for calling in and using the uh, <laughs> the number to leave a message. Shocking. He's we very are, uh, passionate. I think I speak for all of us when I say we're we're sorry for leaving out those yeah. Pokemon and. Uh, yeah, sorry about my pronunciation of. <laughs> Cypher, Skyser, whatever. Foghorn, Leghorn, that's who you really are. Gary. Thanks, Gary. We really appreciate your input. Cinema Bacon. We're nothing without our listeners. (laughs) We do appreciate you. We really appreciate you. Gary, we invite you back to uh, leave us another message next time. Uh, With any corrections. Uh, Maybe maybe leave the uh, voicemail a little shorter. Uh, this next time. Oh, thanks, Gary. Anyways, let's get into our feature presentation. And now for our feature presentation. Will is is missing. I don't know where he is. Ninety-nine out of a hundred times, kid goes missing. The kid is with a parent or a relative. What about the other time? What? You said 99 out of 100. What about the other time? The one. The one. Wow! Wow! Guys, I really think we should turn back. Did you guys hear that? <laughs> That's not Will. You're in trouble, aren't you? When a young boy disappears, his mother, a police chief, and his friends must confront terrifying forces in order to get him back. That is the description of Stranger Things, the new Netflix original series, which kind of took the world by storm. Uh, I mean, trailer came out, you know, <coughs> a few months back. It, uh show releases, I think, on July... I don't know, three weeks ago or something. <laughs> it feels like uh, a lifetime. Came in quick like Pokemon. <laughs> it feels like it's been out for so long, but it's been out for, you know, a few weeks. I feel like that's how we watch shows these days. We just zoom through them, and it's like, man, where's the second season? <laughs> just came out last week. Yeah. <laughs> zoom, zoom, uh, zoom. But, man, what a great show. Uh, let's just jump right into our 30-second reviews. I'll pull up my timer here. Uh, we're just going to go around and uh, and do 30 seconds reviews of the show. Chris, you want to start? We'll go backwards. Yeah. All right, and go. Man, solid show, really fun. Uh, man, just those kids acting were so great. Uh, Winona Ryder, man, you need to calm it down, lady, because, geez, you were super intense from the beginning. Um, but, yeah, so much fun. That's just a really great, fun show. Uh, really excited about what is to come next. Um, but, yeah, but it was great. I loved it. I mean, I would probably give it ratings later, but... 
Really enjoyable show. Awesome. You ready, Roy? Yes. And go. I am so into this show. And it took me by total surprise. I had zero information about it whatsoever. <laughs> I did not know of trailers. I did not know of Winona. I knew, I mean, I knew who she was, but I, I was not expecting this show. It literally just popped on Netflix and I watched it and was shocked at the quality. So I'm super excited about it. Uh, and whenever I think about it, I think about it like a flavor flavor and I go, Stranger Things! <laughs> Every single time. All right. Whitney, you ready? Ready. And go. Stranger Things is E.T. meets the Goonies meets the Thing. It's filled with excellent performances, especially from the humans under the age of 13. Um, although it's inspired by many 80s favorites, it tells a great new story with some fantastic imagery of its own. However, I'm not convinced that this show does something great for minorities or women. I think the exciting thing about making an homage to all these 80s greats is that you can improve upon them or make them more relevant. I really enjoyed watching the show, but in retrospect, I think it's a little lacking in that area. Sorry, I wrote mine out. Dang. Deep cuts. Deep cuts. Nice. And a little long. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, we'll let it slide. Wendy's coming in hot with literature, and I Good said flavor flavor <laughs> in my review. <laughs> both Roy and I's review is They're very both valid. <laughs> low on the totem pole on that one. They're both valid. All right. No, feel, no I feel pressure like, here, Roy. No, no pressure no, here, Ryan. I feel like the Duffer Bros basically took all of my favorite movies. My favorite music genres, even my favorite decade, and just made like <laughs> my all-time favorite show out of all of those. Um, man, uh, great performances, great story, um, just solid all-around show. Great pacing. Uh, can't wait for season two. Loved it. Brian, so. what year uh, were you born? Yeah, ninety-two. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. you can't this say that is... you're. You can't say that you can't like another it's decade, affect, though. Yeah, it's going like, to affect you. We liked movies from the 70s. No. 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 I take, we take that back. I take that back. Whatever, you guys. When you guys grew up, it was not cool to be nostalgic. But I what? think... Do you, Would you agree? I mean, I was, I, was, I was born in 85. So, I mean, I remember watching Ghostbusters in the theaters... So does that make me an old person? No. I mean, you guys aren't that much older than us. Anyways. And when were you born, Chris? 85. You didn't watch Ghostbusters in theaters. I saw a double feature. Oh, maybe they did a re-release. <laughs> they might have. Oh, so then nostalgia actually was when did, when did the first Ghostbusters, when did the first and second Ghostbusters come out? Before you were born. The first one came out before you were born. Oh, well. I remember watching it in theaters. Anyways, we're going off topic. Okay. My bad. <laughs> Getting salty in here, Chris. But, um... We're going to jump to a listener voicemail. Um, they left us for Strange Things. Thought I'd highlight it up front before we get dive deep into our discussion. But uh, this one's from Jesse Cheney, a uh, long-time listener of the show. He'll probably be on it one of these days. Uh, but really great uh, voicemail from Jesse. Hey, Cinema Bacon. This is Jesse Cheney. Uh, I just wanted to call and give my thoughts on Stranger Things. Uh, man, what an excellent show, man. I think that that is something that uh, any fan of 70s and 80s, uh, science fiction movies have just been waiting for for a long time. There's a beautiful homage to Spielberg. Uh, it was a beautiful homage to uh, anything involving uh, science fiction, uh, kind of fantasy. We're talking Goonies, E.T., all the clear ones, even uh, you know, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. 
uh, man, what an awesome, awesome show. And finally, a show that I think really the whole family can get around, you know. Uh, it's not like um, these superhero shows that are being put out that are so awesome, but you can't sit down with, you know, your sixth or seventh grader, you know, and watch a show like this. But with Stranger Things, it's absolutely something that I think that you could justify doing and use that as a segue uh, for so many people to get into some of these older movies that so many people discount just because they were made before they were born. So I love the show. I think the show is awesome. Uh, and I think they should make more shows like it. All right. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for the voicemail, Jesse. I agree with you on that aspect. We got a few weird looks. Uh, I don't think I'd show my seven-year-old this show. But it's definitely, he has a point, though. I mean, there's so many shows these days, like True. Daredevil, with shows like that where it's like, yeah. dude, it's a superhero, but I can't show my kid this because, you know, Heads are getting cut off and it's like true. different stuff. Where this is much more of a Goonies-ish kind of. I mean, even the Goonies PG, they say a few cuss words. There's some scary things yeah, happening. Opening but, scene where uh, uh, where Chunk smashes his milkshake and he's <laughs> like, "Oh!" And you're like, "Okay, I don't remember this." I'm watching this as a kid, I think it's hilarious. Chunk loves. <laughs> there's so many chunk moments with dustin and stranger things the pudding it's so funny uh the pudding when he's like they got tr- they got pudding i was like that is straight goonies right there um anyways but thank you for the the voicemail jesse and like we said 940 bacon 39 leave us a message uh, let us know what you thought of the show uh, anyways, let's get right into um, our discussion. First, let's just talk about um, you know any basic thoughts we had uh, about the show that you didn't get to say in your thirty-second review. I'm, I want to know more can... about your uh, your thoughts about the about not enough minorities and, yeah. and women. I love that. I want to know more. Give me more. Ooh. Give us more. Well, there were a lot of female characters, but I think that uh, there's a lot of room for growth. So I have some hope for the show to grow in the area of. Uh, the growth of the female characters and their relationships with one another um, in their existence apart from the male characters. The Bechdel uh, test. The Bechdel, yes. Yeah. So I don't think the show passes the Bechdel test. I tried really hard to think about if it does. And if it does, I think it barely passes. What is What does that mean? So the Bechdel test is basically, hey, you might actually be more accurate, but it's like if you, if you have a woman character in the show... Um, most of her lines can't be talking to men or about men, correct? Sure. I think it's like 75% of their... Yeah. Talk. Well, I mean, you want to look for basic things like, does this woman speak to another woman? And when they speak to each other, do they talk about things other than their relationship with the man? Um, that's a that's a good starting point. Yeah. So, are they treated like people in the writing? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Or are they <laughs> plot devices? Right. Yeah. So... I mean, obviously, this is about young boys, right. but there it has a lot of room to um, utilize its female characters to, I don't know, inspire its audience more broadly. You didn't feel inspired by Barb? I mean, Recipes who doesn't love Barb. Barb? I think Barb's one of the only characters that passes the Bechdel yeah. test. <laughs> <laughs> but you're talking about Steve. Steve Barb yeah, time, yeah. So. That's true. Steve that's true. Too. A lot of their their talk is about Steve. It's true. You know, although although that is that is true, and I totally agree. Uh, I thought L L uh, Millie Bobby Brown's performance in that. Oh man, she's so, so good. Um, I really like that her performance. I mean, obviously she she only talked to to boys. I mean, besides Joyce there at the end. This is going to be a spoiler filled show, by the way. I mean, <laughs> if you haven't watched 
uh, the eight episodes. Just go and watch them and come back, and you'll enjoy the podcast a lot more. But uh, 16 hours later. <laughs> like seven hours later. Uh, My math wasn't very good. <laughs> I would love if they were two-hour episodes. Uh, kind of feels that way. Yeah. They're, they're good. It's like a movie each one. But I really love that her, her character... Um, you know, over time, you got to see her growth as, you know, it's her starting as this shy, you know, um, kind of scared girl and her kind of developing into this really, you know, confident character that wants to protect her friends. Uh, and even Joyce, I mean, the whole time, all she cares about is Will. Like, where is Will? Will! <laughs> Will! 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 Uh, but, um, yeah, just very, the characters are very set on one, you know, um, directive i guess Mm -hmm. and i really enjoyed that but i I agree i I would love to see that that growth and i mean even nancy who um i kind of noticed that they made you think at least the way i saw it is they started nancy out as this character who's very much you know your 80s um kind of you know beautiful like high school girl um trope that she's fallen for the jock um and you know leaving her friends behind to be with the jock but it, it but it kind of flips it on its head and she you know ends up being this girl who really who wants to take down this monster <laughs> yeah, and like awesome. doesn't care about the jock and she just wants to be um, friends with this you know loner and and take down so I, I love that they kind of turned that trope on on its head um what about what about a uh, piss that steve though at the end there the mom <laughs> what about nancy's mom she was pretty. Oh, yeah. She was, I would, I mean, in a way, you feel like she would pass the Bechtel test. Yeah, she might. I know, I mean, Nancy, Nancy and her mom do have conversations that I think are about their relationship mm-hmm. with one another. Um, she's an interesting character and maybe the most compassion filled character. Because that dad is the worst. He's what did emo- I do? <laughs> emotionally He's detached what did I do? to his dad. He's the worst father. <laughs> In the world, I which which segues segues us into another Spielberg trope: <laughs> bad dads. Bad dads. Yeah. So, he's so bad, and he loves the government, trusts the government, which is so. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. I just he looks like he's eighty years old, but and they, they he's had. That he's older. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Which I would appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that just goes unexplained. So I thought that was cool. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. That's that's another kind of Spielberg thing. I saw they did homage to because I mean, you look at every. Early Spielberg, I think he's kind of moved out of it because he's gotten a better relationship with his dad. But all of the dads in Spielberg movies are just so, you know, out <laughs> of off. touch with their kids. They're, you know, and so that, I mean, that's a big theme that kind of plays in, in this too. I mean, even with... Um, Dr. Uh, Brenner. Yeah, Dr. Brenner in, in L. He's a bad dad. Um, Papa. Terrible he's dad. A he's, a, he's, a bad. <laughs> he's a bad dude. He's so bad. Uh, you mentioned Spielberg, and I think... I read a review that said, this is the best Spielberg thing since Super 8. <laughs> which was also which was, not a Spielberg Which thing. was also a homage. Uh, yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, it's pretty incredible watching and seeing kind of the elements that are just like, this is a testament to uh, the influence Steven Spielberg yeah. has had on mm-hmm. filmmaking um, for the last thirty years? I'm trying Since to Since seventies, no, yeah. Yeah, because Goonies mm-hmm. came out in the seventies. Right? Yeah. And so well that was that was like eighty four, eighty five. Yeah. And he didn't direct it, but And similar to the Duffer Brothers, <laughs> Spielberg gets some pretty Jaws though. Jaws was like seventy eight or seventy nine. Oh yeah. Spielberg gets some pretty great performances out of child actors, which is really, really hard to do. Mm-hmm. Um and the kids in this show are 
pretty amazing. I think that was the other thing that's really shocking about the show. I'd never, I'd never heard anything about it. I turn on the show. The kids are like funny, and I care about them, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and do a really great job of keeping in tension the the horror that they're experiencing with their friend and the mm-hmm. mystery, like that's kind of fun. Yeah. At the same time, um, they're they're just really strong emotion, and um, I don't know. I just I hope to see these kids in other things in the in the yeah, future. Totally. Um, and without ruining their lives in the Hollywood way. Yeah. yeah. Please. Uh, so. I love that they're all friends outside of the show, Are too. They? Like, we, this is, guys, don't make fun of us. <laughs> this we is went stupid. and found their Instagrams and, like, looked at it and followed them. But it's great to see it these is. kids living their dreams and, you know, and. Don't you have to be uh, 13 to have an Instagram legally? I'm sure their parents are helping. Or they're, <laughs> they're all like verified. Like, what's they're, they're, they're momagers. They're yeah, helping okay. run momagers. these accounts. <laughs> That's mean, a good word. They're precious. It's like Especially pictures of them the, and their mom or their brother. Especially the kid out. that played Dustin. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the kid is yeah. hilarious. Great kid. Great. What, I think one of my favorite, because you were talking about like just the relationships between the kids and how good of acting they were. Probably one of my favorite scenes in the show itself was the scene where they get on the uh, the radio and they're just like yeah. playing around and they're yeah. like the, like they're just talking and it's like it's such a really cool genuine scene where they're having fun together as friends and I mean that's something that could have been acted pretty terribly but it's such a cool scene of them like talking and being friends and being super nerdy together in this moment and I mean I, I think you got a lot of great stuff in the show but like just to see the acting and the way that they got to I feel like I, I'm wondering how the Deffer brothers brought that out within the directing and how they did that, I'd be super interested to see how he he directed them. Because, I mean, it's hard to get such a great performance just out of people in general. Mm-hmm. But out of, like, kid actors, to be able to execute stuff like that was pretty pretty impressive. And, like, brand new kid actors. Right. Yeah. You've never seen them anything before. It seemed very genuine, yeah. their yeah. friendship. Awesome. Yeah. I also wonder how many takes it took for them. <laughs> Especially, like, the little sister. Like, I always wonder oh, how yeah. many takes it took for her. Like, well, I'm... Well, it makes you with it with specifically with like the boys and L. Like, it makes you think like, I wonder if the Duffer brothers like had them hang out for a few weeks, yeah. like, and just get to know each other so that they can be more natural together on screen. Let's talk about the nostalgia factor um, of of Stranger Things. I mean, it was very obviously influenced by films like E.T., Close Encounters, The Goonies, Aliens, Stand By Me, The Thing, Firestarter, a lot of Stephen mm-hmm. King uh, kind of homage. Even with the you know the title screen, that's it was inspired by Stephen King like novel covers. Um, I thought they, I mean, it was such a, they did such a fantastic job of not only making you know, those inspirations and homages, like, um, kind of a, you know, it's not just a cool thing about the show. It, like, it makes the show, like, what it is, sort of. And I, I love that it wasn't just a, uh, I don't know what the word for it is. It wasn't just an extra thing they added on. Like, mm-hmm. it really um, helped the show kind of become its own and uh, made it really unique. And I think people are wanting to see something like this that kind of stirs their emotions and makes them think of 
uh, harkens back to those great adventure movies of <laughs> when we were kids. But yeah, but I am now talking. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think the nostalgia factor is awesome. I also like Chris was born in 1985, so I don't remember too much of the 80s. Um, I just remember watching all those movies when I was a kid. Seeing all those films, it takes you back. But I think the thing that is most nostalgic about the show for me is with the boys and, you know, just seeing them like ride their bikes through the neighborhood and go Mm -hmm. hang out. Well, I didn't have a ravine in my backyard (laughs) or woods. I'm from suburban Dallas. Uh, But I think seeing them just enjoy their friendships and be geeks and and just hang out, it just takes me back to a time when I did those things and I still do those things um, in, a, in a small way but just it just was fun it just feels like they're just having fun and it makes me feel like a kid uh, in a really good way yeah yeah I feel like I feel like the same way just as it like growing up like I was one of those kids who wasn't a part of the popular crowd I was more of on the side of like um, we're just gonna roll with it. We're we, are, we are in an office in downtown Denton. It's a um, fire department. Rolling we got down a bar the right outside. We got, we got, we got really loud text message notifications. <laughs> just happening. Um, but yeah, I feel like for me, as a kid growing up, like I, I was like an only child, and so a lot of these guys, like these kids, were only like you, like Dustin, who's like the only one, and so you being able to relate to the fact of like, man, I. I kind of understand where they're at. Like you had a group of your select friends that you would hang out with and that was it. And so just like roaming around the neighborhood and like at the middle of the night and like just chilling out and it's, it's just such a cool thing. And I mean, I think I grew up watching like the Goonies and, and just such a, with watching the Goonies and then watching this movie, that's like the first thing that I think about like, Oh, this is like just the way again, how they get these kid actors to do such a good job and act in such a cool way. But yeah, I really applaud the Duffer Brothers for making such a nostalgic film that's so recent, but to touch on like. And I love that we call it a film. It, like oh, it's yeah. hard not to it's call just, it a film. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. yeah. I mean, but they took like a a recent. It's made now, but they made it so relevant to the eighty time period. So I feel like that's why the show's become so popular because people can relate so much to like nostalgia era to like the past. So, yeah, yeah. Got anything? I mean, that pretty much covers it. Yeah, I was, I was, a double dose of nostalgia. <laughs> double, double dose. I was gonna mention as well. Like, I love that. It, I mean, it's set in a time where being a nerd was not cool. Like <laughs> now, it's like, oh yeah, I'm a geek. I like comic books. It's like, oh cool. Like you're a normal guy. Um, but even when, even even when I was young, just like being, you know, a geek wasn't as, you know, it wasn't like it was now. Uh, and it's like it, it was cool to see. Um, like these these characters, you know, playing D and D, just being themselves, and we love them, you know, for that. And uh, it kind of just, um, you know, it, I did see myself in some some of those kids, uh, and I just love how you know it was showing that uh, games like D and D or you know these pop culture things can bring you know a group of kids together and have have a lot of fun. And uh, the show, you know, starts and ends with that, you know, them around the table, you know, playing together. Um, it, it was cool that, I mean, similar to how, you know, different, you know, things in pop culture can bring us together and we can, you know, enjoy it, you know, a night watching, uh, stranger things or whatever. It's the same thing in the show. So I love that, uh, you know, I don't know they found 
as geeks in the 80s, they found solace with, <laughs> with each other playing this game. It's just so great. You should have cast protection. <laughs> should have cast protection. protection. Darling, you got to let me know. Should I stay or should I go? If you say that you are mine I'll be here till the end of time So you got to let me know Well, uh, next let's talk about Who was your um, favorite character or performance on the show? Uh, when do you want to start? I think my favorite performance was probably Mike uh, I don't. We don't know the actors' names. I don't know if you guys. Finn Wolfhard. Everyone. There you go, Finn Wolfhard. Finn Wolfhard. Yeah, he's got to be British. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of these uh, actors of are, are. Yeah, are yeah. British. I was just really impressed. He holds down the fort. He's easy to watch and really believable and adorable. Um. I also love Barb's character. I know the internet has just <laughs> grown in adoration Barb. for Barb. But when we were watching it, I was like, oh, gosh, I was such a Barb in high school. I don't know if that's really true, but she was really relatable. Um, and, gosh, those high-necked sweaters were something else. really making me want to go buy some riffraff or uh, some lace to sew onto my collars. <laughs> I was like, wow. Me too. Yeah, yeah, you too, yeah, Ryan. Me too. <laughs> you too, Ryan. I don't want that. Don't want that uh, what were you guys' thoughts on uh, on L, Millie Bobby Brown? Gosh, she was amazing. Yeah. With just a stare, man, she could look at you, and you're like, "This is a serious moment." I saved a gif. I saved a gif of the moment when she makes the bully pee, pee his pants. She kind of smirks, and she's like, she. Uh, Wipes the blood off her nose and does like a spin move. <laughs> just like those, I wonder if she was told to do that in the show. It just cracked me up. Uh, who's your favorite, Roy? Um, I think Elle would probably be one of my favorite characters. I also really uh, liked Mike a lot. Um, it's I guess he really is the main character of the first season. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, which you, you don't really think about it because... His character is kind of unassuming, but he's really towards the end carrying a lot of weight of the child cast and then um, just kind of watching, this sounds so dramatic, but watching him grow up in that eight-hour series. Uh, literally, we were know, watching them. Yeah, possibly literally. <laughs> Next scene is going to be like, hey, L, what's going on? <laughs> or maybe not. Uh, go to college together. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, so I was really impressed with him. Also, speaking of wardrobe, I really felt like I would wear the adult version of many things that Mike wore in that show. <laughs> Seriously. I actually thought Sweet that. Hoodies. I, I feel like I have a few of yeah, the striped yeah. shirts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's me. Chris? So uh, my favorite character favorite character would be Dustin. And he was probably just, he was so good. And he was so funny. And he would bring his friends together in their worst moments when they just hated each other. Just, I really liked him a lot. I think he was one of the funniest characters favorite like story character from beginning to end would have to be hop like such a like the way that he moved throughout the story and especially those last couple episodes which when you started to realize like the reason that he is the way he is was pretty powerful like probably one of the most powerful characters in the show but um i would have to say dustin and hop are like my two favorite characters in the show totally yeah i would i would probably say dustin is my is my i just love that uh <laughs> 
I wrote down uh, uh, Millie with with Elle as her performance just because that was so great too. But um, I just loved it. his character felt the most natural to me, uh, and he just, it's so <laughs> brought so so much comedy to it and just so much I guess heart because he was just so honest and. Uh, moment when you know he's about to get his teeth cut out or that ridiculous moment uh he's just don't worry my, my i'll have new teeth growing like, uh i just love that he was he was so selfless and funny and uh and even L- lucas was was awesome i loved his rambo moment yeah. uh just so good uh acting like he could take on a whole you know group of government employees by himself with a uh um slingshot uh but uh, what was you guys' favorite moment on the show? I don't know if you thought about this one very much. I I have thought about it a little bit. Um, I can think of several. Um, I'll just do two <laughs> for the purpose of time. Are you going to uh, name all the Pokemon? Or uh, yeah, yeah. Articuno, Zapdos, Moltres. Scyther. By the way, Articuno, one... Zapdos, dos, Moltres, tres. That is numbers. So just in case you were wondering, uh, I would say uh, one of my favorite scenes was actually towards the end when the the last episode when Will is recovered and he's in his hospital hospital bed and all the boys see him and in his bed and they run up and hug him. I feel like male friendship is really often in. Um, Movies and, and film, movies and TV, very like, yeah, bro, yeah, bro, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's a lot more than that. And so it's it was really sweet to, to see mm-hmm. these kids like say, I missed you. I care about you. I was worried about you. And, and at 11 or 12 or however old they're supposed to be. Uh, and then for a less emotional moment, um, I really, really enjoyed um, the flashback with Elle when she's escaping from, I guess they're about to put her in some sort of confinement, and she like blasts the two guys <laughs> with her telekinesis, and then she does this really cool like head tilt and snaps a guy's neck. Dude, that <laughs> so was awesome. Crazy. But also bad. Don't do that at home. <laughs> but also, I was like, dang, the little girl just killed that guy. <laughs> Stranger things. You know, that's, that's how I felt when I saw it. So those are my two favorite moments. Yeah, that was. I remember when that moment happened. Gosh, I was like, I was like, <laughs> You're like oh, 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 did you come out of the TV? <laughs> oh. She killed everyone no, when she killed everybody in the hallway. Oh, made everybody's God. eyes bled and they too, all died. Too much. It was too much. <laughs> and, and Whitney take, wanted more. And, and, and more. Anti-dramatic uh, death for uh, Dr. Brenner. Yeah. yeah. Very, uh, he went out quick. Yeah, very quick. Maybe that's going to be the next cliffhanger for the next season. <laughs> Wait, like the cliffhanger at the end of season two? <laughs> Stranger. <laughs> well, we're going to leave that there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what were some of you guys' favorite moments? I really love the moment when... Will's mom gets to have her kind of mother moment with Elle. Elle's never had a mom Mm. um, that she's known. And so that's kind of a sweet part. I think Wynonna does a better job during that (laughs) scene. I I struggled with Wynonna's performance. Yeah, I think we all did. Um, But not everyone does. I've heard people really praise her role. So Mm. um, it's definitely up there for personal interpretation. But uh, I thought she did better there. And that was a really sweet kind of sentimental like woman to woman conversation like you can do this coaching moment I liked that um I don't know there are so many good moments mm-hmm. it's hard to recall I think visually um one of the one of my favorite moments uh is when 
Will's mom does. I mean, I don't even know her name. What's her name? Nancy? No. No, Nancy's the girl. Joyce Bart? Joyce. 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 Okay, Joyce Mike's mom. hangs up no. the lights in the home. Mm-hmm. And when she paints the letters on the wall, I think visually that's that something cool. that really awesome. stands out. That's something that people will remember for a really long it's time. It's kind of the most like iconic right. image yeah. of the show so far. Yeah, so. Yeah. It's probably one of my favorites. It's awesome. I would say probably my two favorite parts in the show were um, the scene at the end where at, I think it was the, the last episode where they started to reveal the stuff with Hop's character mm-hmm. with the, just the hospital scene where you're starting to realize what's going on with uh, um, his daughter and you start finding that stuff out. That was really powerful. Mm-hmm. Like even as a, as, a, as, a, as a dad, I know that I re- like a lot of the times in the show I talk about like what it like as a father things that affect you differently Mm -hmm. that definitely was it affected me a lot harder just because like man i can't even imagine like losing your daughter and then also losing your wife in the same time and then also realizing that you know he was divorced and now his wife has a daughter too and so that was really powerful and then my probably the second favorite visually is when um l's in the upside down Mm-hmm. And she's, it's the second time and she sees Castle Byers, like the, yes. that fort area. That was like an incredible, like it, it was super creepy because mm-hmm. at first you're like, what is that? And then you start realizing it and it's as she's like sneaking up to it. Just, that was a really tense moment, but also yeah. a really cool shot. So, yeah. Yeah. I think the first time that she went into the, the upside down mm-hmm. or she went into that, that kind of dream uh, space. That, that was definitely one of my favorite moments because yeah. it was just so unique to television. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way that the aspect ratio changes as she goes down and the kind of the yeah. sound effects crescendo and then it just cuts that black, that silence. Uh, the under the and, skin nod. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very, very mm-hmm. much an homage to that. Uh, but, man, I, I remember like, because we, we had... Uh, that was the last episode we watched, and she she went out of town, so I had to like not oh, watch it for like four sucks. days. I like, I want to watch it so. It was just it, that was like uh, just a really cool moment. Uh, were you gonna say something about that? It looked like you were gonna. No, I was just agreeing. I okay, was nodding yeah. fervently. Yeah, that no. was a beautiful moment, and, and I didn't even think about the under the skin. Yeah, the all black. Yeah, the, was, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Um, still, there's lots of questions that that kind of area brings up with the yeah. Russian dude, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking forward to what they do with that. Mm-hmm. But. Um, yeah, that moment. I mean, the I wish they didn't show this in the in the trailer because I already knew it was happening. But the van flip, yeah, um, was awesome. I love the way they built up that moment, and it was that that ET kind of so cool. being chased by the government employees, and then uh, just builds up to that. And then it's like, hell yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> hashtag hashtag hell yeah. want to talk about theories for uh, this upcoming season yes so yeah. there's a lot of things that they left open-ended on on this show um, first let's talk about what do you guys think happened to l so in the end of the show um l uh, risk her life um for her friends uh by taking down the monster and there's kind of this moment where her and the monster disintegrate into thin air uh, but at the end of the series we see hopper leaving 
um, some egos and some what else was there? There's egos and something. Some, some uh, Christmas food. Yeah, Christmas some goodies. Some Christmas goodies. Um, leaving it in a little box and walking away, kind of um, letting us think that Elle's still alive. What do you guys think happened to her? Any theories? I think Hop probably knows. He probably made a deal with the government to say, "I'm gonna, I'll take care, I'll do what you asked me to do." So I think that's why I feel like the the dad or th- that whole like government thing is a lot deeper than we think so i think we'll kind of have more of an idea of how deep it is with like the russian part and the the cold war era stuff Mm -hmm. so i'm interested to see what happens with that so that'd be cool definitely yeah that kind of ties in with what i think i mean we saw hopper go in and talk to those guys after he got you know taken custody at the at the office so we don't know what they talked about what i'm assuming is they kind of worked out a deal to where you know you know they they all get taken out it's like a few guys left uh got him in a car and was like hey we're we're out we want we need you to you know take care of this girl um hold up your end of the deal and i'm sure for him um not having a daughter kind of plays into like he can finally be like a father figure that he he never you know Mm -hmm. could be um so i could definitely see that i mean if she's you know somewhere in the upside down or if she's you know hiding out to protect her friends uh, to not cause them harm i mean I feel like it could be a lot of different options. She went total beast mode on that alien guy. Jeez. (laughs) Well, a few things. If you think about it, a lot of the people that were quote-unquote taking care of Elle died. A lot of those people were killed. So whoever's left is probably looking for someone to do the dirty work for them. Um, I've also heard that they the Duffer Brothers the Duffer Brothers plan on um, bringing back a new staff in the seasons to come, mm. um, and there's some a little bit of information they've shared about that, but we can talk mm. about that later in the show. Um, so I think that we're gonna see more of Hop interacting with um, that staff of scientists or whatever they are experimenters. Um, and yeah, I think she probably is in the upside down. I mean, that's why he would re- leave the food, right? She's not just hanging out in the forest. Yeah, probably something we'll find out in next season. In the sequel, <laughs> Stranger Things, the squeakle. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, shipwreck. So, um, <laughs> so uh, what do you guys think ha- is happening to Will? I mean, we saw him cough up um, that slug and kind of phase in and out of the upside down there at the end of the mirror. <laughs> blankly looking in the mirror coming back to the dinner table no i'm fine like let's move on everything's no. great mom. kids always tell your parents the truth yeah don't be a liar I love how or you might die joyce and jonathan just didn't think of it dude looks so sick <laughs> <laughs> big big uh you know bags <laughs> under his eyes and <laughs> And that turtleneck that he was wearing. <laughs> it was all a lot. Uh, I feel like everyone has PTSD beyond belief. <laughs> like, as great as that closing sequence was, I was like, how are you all fine? How are you not screaming all the time? One one month later, we're fine. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, you, it's, the, it's the dog me. You went to hell I'm and fine. back, you know? Everything's um, fine. I think Will somehow, you know, that weird vine thing or whatever it was like they had to pull it out of him and bring him back to life so something has gotten into will and um maybe he's being transformed maybe the monster was once a human being you know um stranger things i I, really the 
possibilities are endless. I really am. It's going to be interesting to see that character. Yeah. And honestly, to see that actor next season. While all the child actors were super <laughs> high quality, we really did not see Will yeah. act at all, mm-hmm. even though he was sort of a main focal point of the season. A lot so. of singing. Uh, the Clash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm definitely aboard the train uh, that he... Um, is becoming one of the monsters. I think yeah. I think it could be a really interesting uh, season to kind of, you know, the same crew still trying to save Will, but this time they're trying to save him from becoming one of oh. the monsters. That would I, be good. It, it would. I feel like it would be a good way to oh, kind of replicate yeah. the success of season one too, because I think we're all. I mean, I I love Will, but if he wasn't part of the the crew and they're trying to help him again, I'd be totally fine with that. Will means nothing <laughs> to me. <laughs> yeah. I'm serious. Like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The character didn't do, get to do anything. It's, yeah. not, it's just the nature of the season and not necessarily mm-hmm. his fault. It's just... Yeah. He 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 is a plot device through and through on yeah. the show. Yeah. That is yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah, he is the... Uh, Aaron Sorkin would say, every good story has intention and obstacle. Ooh. And uh, <laughs> the intention was to uh, save Will and the obstacle was the upside down, probably. Mm. The monster, I guess. Uh, anyways... So he was only the uh, intention. <laughs> he was, uh, uh, anyways, so what happened? Uh, I mean, what about Barb, you guys? She did. She, she so did. did. She did. She did. She, oh, looked, she, she did. looked like a hot mess there. The <laughs> dead. Dead. In the middle dead. of the season, I was like, Ryan, I think they're going to have a season two, and Barb's going to come back, and it's going to be from her perspective. The show's going to be about Barb. She's just going to show up and like lean on the lockers. I just don't like, think that's hey guys, true anymore. Stranger Barb. Barber things. <laughs> Barber things. Um, I think she's going to come back in season two as a monster it's with possible. curly hair and glasses yeah. and a really <laughs> cute sweater. Like collar. Also, collar. <laughs> Barb's look really did not allow her to look like a high school student <laughs> at all. I would love to know the actual age of the so, actress. She actually looked older than all the other characters. She's on Instagram as well. Apparently she's a believer. Great. Um, you know, she's, she looks like a very mature, like, young adult. <laughs> I mean, I'd love to know how old she is. I think she's a young person. Like, okay. Te- I think she's a teenager. Yeah, I just felt like, I was like, Barb seems she's older. She resisted temptation. Uh, she said no thank you to yeah. those She said, pressure. I'm going to oh, sit gosh. on this diving board. And if I hear a monster behind me, I'm not going to react. Yeah. And shout out to Jonathan for not noticing someone disappear in literally half a second. Like, Barb just left. He was too busy creeping on yes. Nancy. He looks down at his camera for two seconds, looks back up. Oh, I'm Barb sure she was walked away. Barb sitting at the pool. Barb's gone. <laughs> she walked away. Oh, man. What a shame. Um, what a shame. What, uh, what about Barb, really? You know? What about her? So, the egg. As Hopper and Joyce are walking around in the Upside Down looking for, for Will at the end, we, um, we, walk, we walk by an egg that uh, is hatched. And they kind of glance at it and uh, keep walking. What do you guys think about that? I think... Oh, you, you go ahead. Well, Ellie. first of all, they were real chill about it. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they oh, were. let's go. Yeah, and I will say, I don't want to be super negative. The whole thing with Hopper and Joyce in the Upside Down felt way too stroll through the park to me yeah i was like y'all this is an actual nightmare and y'all are just like cool um i think whatever was in the egg maybe that is what got into will you know what i mean maybe that's what is there's also a possibility that the egg is solely the the monster and it's just like a reference to him being born okay cool or it 
don't know. Mm-hmm. I I hope for for the character's sake, I hope that's it. But for story's sake, I hope that uh, I hope that there's something there's more. something more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but you guys have any thoughts on the egg? I think again, it's like that nod to Alien. Like I feel like this whole like mm-hmm. back part of this story is like mm-hmm. a super nod to Alien. So the, the helmets, the the, the suits, face, the face alien. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, something's coming. Could uh, you imagine baby ones, baby aliens with their crazy mouth faces? Aww. That's not I just want to hug them. <laughs> no, that'd still be creepy. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, run after you. So. <laughs> So, um, good friend Daniel, good friend of the show, Daniel Ruth, has been on uh, Steve Jobs' episode, I think. Uh, he and I were talking, uh, well, texting the other day, and he, he had read a really interesting theory on Reddit, uh, the Stranger Things Reddit, about um, the Upside Down. So, this Reddit, I don't know the Reddit user, but his theory was that the Upside Down, the portal to the, the gates to the Upside Down, aren't actually gates to an alternate reality. It's gates. Their time. It's time travel, and um, Ooh. and the upside down is actually um, this. It's the same place, but it's after like a nuclear attack from Russia and the Cold War, and so it's that the, the stuff that's falling is actually ashes from the fallout, and the monster is actually created from radiation, uh, and that's why people can't stand last and yeah. last a long time in the upside down. Because that would get rid of the multiverse thing. Because if it was a multiverse, there would be multiple aliens. Because they would, for every alien, would be a separate person. Am I getting really ge- geeky there? Does this that make sense? this whole theory is very it's very out yeah, there. It's, it's a very, very out there. But that's a good theory. It's already, it's already a sci-fi show. So if there's a gate to an alternate reality, would be like, okay, cool. I'm into it. Yeah. Does that fit that's with the sweet. acrobat and the flea narrate like little illustration i'm not sure the the fold the paper and put a pin through it shout out to mr clark that guy awesome (laughs) coolest teacher ever um i'm I'm not sure i haven't Mm. thought about it enough but i thought it was at least an interesting very unique perspective i like that theory It kind of fits with the the really mysterious russian guy that kept on appearing in the dreams nuclear that guy that's cool i like that a lot nucleus um (laughs) and uh I'm trying to think of an, any other theories, but I guess last week we can just talk about um, the humongous douchebag that was Steve. <laughs> Steve Harrington. Um, oh, Chris, actually, I, I actually had a surprise birthday party thrown by my lovely wife here um, that was Stranger Things themed uh, a few weeks ago, which is awesome. And people dressed up, but Chris actually dressed up as Steve. And Coke, <laughs> Coke, uh, Coke in hand. In hand. Uh, a few wi- little wispies. A little, some, like that single, like, can we just talk about Steve's hair for a second in that first episode and every other episode where his hair just got Jay Leno higher? Come on now. <laughs> what happened? The Duffer the, the, the Brothers just kind of give him, like, creative control of his hair or something. It was bad. <laughs> it was almost as bad as when on Rise Riders uh, acting there. <laughs> I bet a '80s teenager would do that, though, right? Just constant flip. I actually don't totally hate Steve. Like he's not like a good guy, and honestly, his friends are even worse. <laughs> his terrible. friends are the worst. His, the worst. That freckly friend was <laughs> a monstrous human being. <laughs> like maybe, but borderline sociopath. But. Um, I'm interested to see, you know, in the next season, uh, what redemption for Steve looks like. I don't buy his see, redemption arc see, at the end, actually. See, what I, my theory with Steve and with Jonathan 
I think we saw Nancy and Jonathan. You kind of saw, you know, obviously Jonathan fell for Nancy very early on. And uh, Nancy kind of started to like Jonathan. Uh, but she went back to Steve at the end because of his, you know, Steve came and saved everyone. He, he asked for forgiveness. Classic Steve. Um, made Jonathan look like a fool. Uh, Jonathan would do it. But okay see, on see <laughs> looking like I don't. It's like a tiny zombie. Uh, yeah. I loved, I loved your comment. said, uh, uh, all the bi- all the men in the buyer's family have the same haircut. The men- Hashtag strangest things. So, so, so Joyce has the same haircut too. Yes, it's all just very just rounded, straight the, and round. Well, you guys, this is another classic '80s movie theme. Uh, class, cl- the division of class. Yeah. So like they are not as wealthy Ooh. as Steve. So Steve is like the fancy flip cup hair. Yeah, he's the fancy guy. And then BMW. yeah, and Jonathan's like the ducky. Yeah. <laughs> character yeah a little kind of um yeah they all have that cheap haircut (laughs) very joyce's probably by joyce's hand but if you look about (laughs) look at it like they were a stronger family unit than nancy's family they're like falling apart while that like jonathan had like this super close bond with everybody Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. while nancy's dad was just like what i do what's happening i'm just a dumb dad yeah. yeah, I mean, there. His dad was terrible too. Another bad, bad dad. Oh, bad! He was uh, so bad. Uh, Hopper might have been the only good dad, uh, and he lost his child. It's sad. The uh, science uh, teacher is a good dad. Yeah. Mm. Not a dad. Oh. <laughs> but fooled and shout by out to all that, those good teachers out there. Fooled by that lady who looked like Jane Lynch from Glee. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like oh. she really does look like that lady. I was very confused. But the kindest uh, of all the men in that show were that poor, poor man who owned the burger joint. Yeah, he yeah. was so kind. And he then, was really yeah. Uh, and then he uh, just like that. Social services came and shot him in the head. <laughs> Jane Lynch. <laughs> uh, but anyways, what I was saying is you kind of saw Steve. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't believe his redemption. Like, I think there's still ulterior motive. He just wants to, you know, for lack of a better term, get in Nancy's pants. Yeah. Basically, it's the great term. Um, it's a good term. Um, but, uh, but I think that season two we're gonna see. I mean, you can see it. When Nancy kissed Jonathan on the cheek at the end there, I mean, I, there's something there. And I think season two, that's going to build. Jonathan's going to get better and better. And Steve, it, his true colors are going to be revealed and Nancy's going to... Maybe it'll be like, a. this will be more like 90s and he'll get like a cool makeover. Like, and she's all that. That'll be fun. Yeah. It's going to jump from 83 to 90 <laughs> in one season. Uh, no, but I, it, I thought it was funny that it's like... Uh, the you know the kids had their their story the teens had their story and then like Hopper and Joyce and yeah. like the adults mm-hmm. had their and they mm-hmm. all kind of you know come together at the end but that's great it was funny that uh, like I was like really investing in these uh, like Nancy and Jonathan and Steve's like little love thing it's, it's just funny I was like sitting here I'm like why do I care so much about but that's great characters? that's great no it is great it there's is. so many things that could have been like you were saying just the typical mm-hmm. teen love story mm-hmm. trope and you're like mm-hmm. no I want to I like I want yeah to, I want Jonathan to win or whatever mm-hmm. so that's awesome yeah so but, I really yeah. like Jonathan as the loner mm-hmm. and I kind of want him to be that character just the loner yeah um and be kind of like strong on his own um mm-hmm. And find himself 
I think he could have a really interesting character arc. Yeah, I just want to know how many grades he was held back in his <laughs> high school. Well, he he's not in high school anymore, right? Oh, I, I thought he was still in I, high school. I thought he was graduated and came. Maybe no, because no, he, he was in the he was, he was in the photo lab. In the, the photo lab when <laughs> yeah. he got exposed. Why when would the you? exposures got exposed. <laughs> I strongly, strongly, strongly dislike binge culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I don't love that a week after Stranger Things is out, I have to avoid people's conversations because mm. they've seen the entire thing already, and yeah. you're going to get spoiled. And honestly, they tough, man. Yeah, and I remember you know when Lost first came on and watching mm-hmm. week to week was so hard and honestly made me quit the show at one point because they did not know what they were doing and making it up as they go along that's a different conversation but for a show like this where it's a short period of time it's eight episodes you know uh which is a very british way of doing uh tv which allows you to have higher content i think you can get away with releasing episodes two episodes at a time and and that's what uh hulu's been doing with some of their original programming i think it's a good idea it allows us to kind of have the mix of the old way of doing things with networks while also having the the new way of doing things mm-hmm. letting it be on demand and things like that yeah. but those that's my two cents no i i totally agree because there's so many like it's hard to because when these shows come out there are going to be people who binge it an entire day like just watch the whole season and then it becomes like a thing where if you haven't done that, and because you know you have prior commitments like work or you know <laughs> human life, human life, uh, like or Pokemon Go, it's like okay, I gotta watch Stranger Things and then I gotta Pokemon. Like I can't do both, guys. Uh, but it's 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 really unfortunate that you're most likely will be spoiled if you don't watch it in right. you know a few weeks, because uh, there there is a you know really exciting thing about watching it week to week. Um, Watching it week to week and having those discussions like every week, what do you think is going to happen next? Like ha- having these theories every week and and being surprised and um, yeah. And also, I mean, it's an like an hour a week. It's not like eight hours in a day where it's like <laughs> I spent the whole day only, which is which is great. I really loved watching this fast, but it it does it is kind of unfair to some of yeah. the, the other people that. Aren't, just aren't able to watch it as fast. So. And losing the ability, ability to discuss and theorize yeah. is yeah. really kind of sad, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, well, as excellent as this show and others um, on Netflix are, that does stink that you kind of lose the water cooler discussion week to week and it's all, well, here we are doing a podcast. And, and I feel know? like it might be a little bit longer lasting too. Like, mm-hmm. you think of a show like Breaking Bad, it was the reason, one of the reasons it, you know, was so successful was because of the, the week to week talking about the episode during the week mm. keeping up you know that where stranger things i mean i feel like we're going to be talking about it for a very long time but i mean and you know a few weeks it'll kind of die down and then we're going to wait six months uh for you know yeah six six to twelve months for another season right and then it'll start again but with the with the show like you know a regular network show it's on for what 16 weeks i don't know how yeah. long the, nine months probably yeah yeah 
where and then you know a few months after that another one starts because it's been filming during right. the, the yeah so mm-hmm. yeah I, I feel like i was one of the because i watched the first one in like three days and then i watched the other one with leanne in about a, like a week span of time and so yeah i feel like i would i would definitely fall under like that kind of binge culture thing because I mean, it was it was just so there's, good. There's some things about watch. it that are great. I think. Like, yeah. I love yeah. having the ability, mm-hmm. but there's so many cons to it as well. Yeah, it's you're right about like the whole theorizing, like going from week to week and being able to have a conversation with somebody and being like, "Man, this can happen," and what about this could possibly happen? And now it's just like, this is what happened. It happened just like that. Yeah. So it just turns into consumption. So you're just sitting and consuming instead of. Producing creativity That's thought. Deep. There you go. Come on now. Almost lost that, lost that thought cuts. earlier. Deep, deep cuts with wit. Deep cuts with wit. New wit segment. Deep cuts, Polly. We need. What do you deep cuts, Polly? It's a ruin. <laughs> it's true. Uh, well, anyways, do you guys have any final thoughts on on Stranger Things? I'm really excited and nervous for season two mm. at the same time. Totally. Uh, Season one was so strong. I I honestly cannot picture what season two could be like. And you know the eighties, lots, lots of voices like this, <laughs> lots of voice cracking, uh, and Gosh. the need and the need to wear deodorant, but not not doing it. Uh, I feel like the eighties nostalgia factor uh, won't matter next season. And that was a really strong component of the show. Like, when you're watching it the first time through, you're like, oh, this is so cool. I remember the nostalgia. The nostalgia won't matter as much next year. So um, I'm hoping for even... Speaking of voices cracking, uh, I'm hoping (laughs) for even stronger uh, storytelling. um, You know, um, getting to see more, especially out of the young actors. um, Maybe a Barb appearance. So, you know... What about Barb? Barber things. I'm excited to see what other visual references mm-hmm. yeah. there are in the second season. Where are they gonna where are they gonna pull from? What are yeah. they gonna do that's new? Are they gonna get out of out of their small town? Just move somewhere else. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Excited. Yeah, well you guys thank you so much for joining us this week on our discussion of Stranger Things here at Cinema Bacon. Uh, next podcast, I don't know what we're gonna be t- discussing yet. It's uh, probably gonna be Suicide Squad. Or maybe if I can talk enough people into seeing Pete's Dragon, we can discuss that because I'm really looking forward to that movie. What? David Lowry, Texas filmmaker. I've heard great things about it, but most likely Suicide Squad because we'll probably be seeing that. (laughs) 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 But uh, yeah, guys, thanks for joining us. Um, As always, I'm Ryan Pauly. I'm Whitney Saroy. I'm Roy Onyebator. And Chris Newby. And I hope you have a sizzling day. Cinema Bakers, Cinema Bakers, Cinema Bakers, cool. Cinema Bakers, Cinema Bakers, Cinema Bakers. Oh, he's doing the short version. <laughs>